Good evening, Alan Jigalanga Kunjan. Pinda, big news of the day today. Economy rebounding in the second quarter, 3.1% percentage points and escaping a recession. There's some of the key sectors in our economy picked up. But um, I always say uh, when numbers like this come out, uh, it's always good, yes, to look at the good news, but uh, sometimes it's peppered with a bit of bad. But let's start with the good news. Yeah, um, 3.1%. Right? Um, um, as you said, effectively um, um, avoiding a technical recession. Um, and uh, I mean, uh, 3.1% uh, effectively cancels out what we saw in the first quarter because we mm. were down almost by the, you know, by same margin. Right? And uh, um, quite liking the theme that's coming through in terms of, uh, in terms of the, 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 the primary sector or manufacturing. Um, which we saw towards the latter part of uh, um, of the second quarter um, of, of the year, um, starting to pick up uh, from those uh, doldrums that we saw in the in the first quarter. So um, that sort of like manifesting through into the numbers, which is uh, which is quite good, um, and also seeing some um, uh, expenditure um, uh, coming through, especially from uh, from from a household point of view as also as government. I mean, this again corresponds with some of the retail sales numbers uh, we've been seeing um, coming through. All right, so all we now um, hoping for basically is to carry on on this particular theme, um, you know, of of uh, of growing. Um, certainly, given what you know, the the conference that you've gone down to Cape Town about, this will be another very big selling point, um, a, a a turnaround for. Mm. for Let's say for the current administration, um, and, uh, and and yes, I mean like uh, like I said, for me it is uh, it's uh, it's a good number. Um, yes, from a low base, uh, but some key sectors um, coming through, um, as we've been seeing with some of the um, individual data um, that SFA releases on a monthly basis. So basically, mm. now you're able to actually connect the dots. Uh, so you're not seeing really a, a that big of a surprise in terms of what came out today. Yeah. Talking about, I guess, uh, the World Economic Forum and, uh, you know, some of the uh, numbers coming through from the mining sector, we heard some utterances here uh, from uh, the leader of uh, the largest platinum producer in the world, and that's uh, Sabanya Stowater, as uh, Neil Froneman, and uh, who said, look, their ideal at the, this point in time is to pay off uh, 27 billion rand in debt. Uh, but uh, the big issue is that they're not really going to be uh, investing and committing the likes of, say, 2 billion or 3 billion rand in the economy because of whatever is happening at uh, ESCOM, but also because of the looming specter of a sovereign uh, uh, sovereign debt downgrade for South yeah. Africa. And uh, then, uh, you know, I guess, uh, as he's often want uh, to do, coming out and also saying, look, we've got a strong business uh, in the U.S., which hedges all of our risks here in South Africa, and uh, we make enough money there to be able to survive even if we were to leave South Africa. Um, I certainly see that as a veiled threat. How, what do you see that as, Pinder? It's actually quite disappointing um um in a sense that um just a background on sabanya still water um you you rewind about two years ago the company was predominantly um a gold miner with, with about 85 percent out of the revenues coming out from uh from from gold production and you fast forward that to um end of 2018 or beginning of 2019 mm-hmm. um post the acquisition of london now now that Acquisition basically changed 
the structure of the company's um, uh, of the company's commodity portfolio to now uh, being majority platinum um, platinum producer as opposed to gold, with gold only accounting for about um, 50%, 15% of the company. And you also get that bit of geographical um, diversification away mm. from SA um, into, as you've mentioned, the intro into the U.S. Um, and and now you 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 get data like this, uh, which came out, and specifically, I mean, one of the other sectors that continues to, to, to grow is the PGM, sure, um, sure. which, uh, which um, uh, you know, which, which Sibane is now a major player in it. Mm. And then if you look at the basket of prices, um, specifically there, um, those prices continue to, to yeah. rally up. Uh, yes, Pinda? I mean, uh, yes. Pinda, I want us to maybe pause there for a second, and we'll continue yes. just on uh, that uh, price environment for many of the uh, commodities that we produce here and uh, what impact those have had on this uh, particular output number. Let's take this uh, brief uh, short break and when we come back I continue with the Pinda as part of our business wrap. It's 8 minutes now before 8pm and uh, I'm in conversation with the Head of Trading at Merit Securities, Pinda Mangolotti. And Pinda, you were making the point before we went to the break of uh, uh, I guess the uh, sort of buoyant uh, basket prices for many of the commodities that we have here in South Africa and the impact that that has had on uh, that good showing there for the mining sector. A 14.4% of an improvement there in their contribution to the second quarter output. Yeah, correct. Um, and, and in particular, we're talking about um, um, Sibani still waters. All right. Um, look, for, for, for me, um, I think I concur with you in terms of uh, in terms of the trade, and, and a bit unfortunate from uh, Neil um, Froneman. Um, and at the same time, I do uh, I do understand the fact that they want to pay down their debt. Um, if you remember their acquisition spree. Um, including um, including um, their offshore assets and also um, and also loaning all of that um, they've been they were too debt uh, so basically you can't have a ballooning um, balance sheet or you can't have a ballooning debt right, in your balance sheet so basically um, trying to repay that or, or paying that down for me it is a good strategy for any company going forward mm-hmm. you don't want to be over leveraged right. and secondly um, if you if you look at uh, if you look at the if you look at the, the, the specific mention around um, a possible downgrade, um, that um, has, as or rather, as the um, as the rating agencies have noted in the past, that is largely dependent on us growing our economy, um, trying to curtail our spending or the leakage into state-owned enterprises. Um, so, in terms of growth, we just produce numbers. Yes, it's one quarter. Uh, no need to get excited. Um, mm. It's not a trend, uh, but it is growth, which is what they're looking for. Uh, and secondly, in terms of uh, in terms of state-owned enterprises, there are measures uh, which the current administration is putting in place uh, for any of these institutions for them to qualify uh, for any assistance they need to go through. Uh, and he specifically mentions um, specifically mentions the threat um, ESCOM. Um, in terms of reliable power supply, um, and if 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 we were to fast forward, um, or rather um, talk about the recent um, update in terms of restructuring uh, the the power utility, um, all of those are going to count in our favour, um, especially when it comes to um, to the rating agencies. 
Mm. Uh, and also from a mining company point of view, um, if growth is good, if growth in the particular country where you are invested in is starting to pick up, that's good news for you. Uh, and secondly, what that does is uh, it then sort of like um, uh, allays the, 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 the global tensions which are taking away the demand side um, of, the, uh, of the equation, but you're still getting to sell whatever you're digging out of the ground at higher prices. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess, you know, when I look at the other sectors, just uh, briefly here, uh, Pinda, uh, some of those that haven't performed so well, I think uh, none of us would be surprised with uh, uh, that uh, negative 1.6% contribution on the part of construction. But uh, uh, I'm not too sure what's behind that negative 4.2% on the part of uh, agriculture. Is it just, I guess, some of the hangover from the drought that we've had or potentially, I guess, some some other sort of uh, production and supply side constraints? Um, I think, I think, with with regard to agriculture, uh, there, there, there was perhaps a bit of um, let's call it jumping of the gun, um, so to speak, uh, from our side because um, any drought effects um, there is a delay in terms of uh, in terms of that filtering too. Uh, so basically, from where I'm sitting and also some of the data that I'm reading uh, and also some of the um, reports that I'm reading actually points to exactly that. Um, again, um, if you, if we, if we sort of like reference the, 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 the contentious document which came out, um, a couple of days ago, um, which wants to target agriculture, right, as, as one key aspect of the economy that we need to, uh, we need to rally behind. Um, look, it's, it, 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 it it's a good call. Um, and also in terms of um, where we are exporting um, some of our or some of our crops, uh, which is regional, which again will probably be something that you guys will probably be focusing more uh, in terms of this uh, conference that you guys are attending down in Cape Town, because there's a lot more that we can do interregional uh, and also into the continent as well, um, which will then for me will um, sort of take away that part of the global shock that's currently been uh, that we're currently seeing in terms of China and the U.S. and the slowing down in terms of uh, in terms of European growth. Uh, in fact, um, just this morning we actually got some data out of India as a side in terms of just to sort of like um, uh, bring across the, how the the global economy continues to contract, where the Indian economy grew at five point uh, I think it was five percent even yeah five percent even mm. and the market was looking for something around about five point five or five point seven percent and that's that being termed as a multi year low. And so all of that is coming through. Right, however, if we can then develop the, the intercontinental um, trade between the partners, um, that for me will actually diversify away from that shock that's going to be coming overseas. Yeah, yeah. And Pinda, you know, the other, uh, I guess, the story I wanted us to take a look at this evening, and, uh, and that is uh, on the part of Sun International, who are saying despite some subdued conditions, they continue to uh, be confident about the investment proposition of South Africa and uh, also potentially, I guess, are starting to think differently about their offering there and uh, one of their flagship uh, properties there, and that is the Sun City in the Northwest. Yeah, um, but uh, if you, so basically all this um, coming out of the um, entrance which we, uh, we, we released um, earlier, uh, some of the key highlights, um, you know, revenues from Latin America continue to grow in double digits, about 17%. 
Um, so we've got Swaziland coming in second with around about 7%, Nigeria 3%, and unfortunately South Africa lagging uh, with only growth of around about 2% in revenues. And mentally, um, you know, especially from the, from the gambling side, uh, the, the numbers were mixed uh, with uh, Times Square double digits, um, uh, with uh, Sun Slots 13%, uh, Sun City and uh, Wild Coast, those ones down about 6% and 9% respectively. Um, so when, 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 it comes to, when it comes to Sun International, again, I mean, just making reference to, the, to what we, you know, the, the big theme um, this evening being the GDP data, that um, would actually, that would actually add to add to some internationals um, fortunes going forward if the economy is growing, when the economy is growing, you and I we get a chance to now go and travel. When we do travel um, within the country and then we'll more likely than not we'll book one of their hotels. I didn't, mm. and also and, and also if you if you look some of the key sort of like the, um, highlights from the results um, they're talking about the uh, occupancy rate, uh, which is still well above 50%. Occupancy rate basically meaning that at any given point in time, um, a room in, in one of the hotels is booked about 50% or 57% um, of the time, even though that mm. number is down. And also, if you look at now the revenue per room, um, that one has come down. But if you compare that to some um, data which you would normally look at, and when you're comparing these results from Sun International and other um, REIT companies within the um, hospitality, um, that's tourist accommodation or income from tourist accommodation, which mm. sort of like speaks to what you are seeing from, from Sun International. And uh, even though Sun International is bettering those numbers, specifically around occupancy rates, where for year-to-date um, in the tourist accommodation data, which are released by Statusa, uh, we're seeing um, uh, occupancy levels of around about 47 49%, whereas, as I've mentioned, for some international, well above 50%. And if you look at um, revenue per room, uh, from April up end of June this year, that number has been consistently sort of like coming down with that data that's released by Statsa, specifically focusing on tourism uh, from 1,000 to 982 end of July. But Sun International's one still uh, still staying elevated for me, which is quite good for them at around about one uh, 1,800 um, um, on average per room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinda, uh, unfortunately, we'll have to leave it there, my brother. Always a pleasure catching up with you, Mkhlera Zwam, and uh, uh, until uh, we uh, speak again. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Awesome. That there was uh, Pinda Mangoloti, uh, head of uh, trading at Merit Security, speaking to us as part of our business rep.